It's your girl Shakira, and you are listening to Unbroken, the self-love and healing tribe. This podcast will consist of testimonies, self-love, personal growth, and healing tools, so let's get right into it. As I look back at the past and everything that I went through, I would always ask myself, why is this happening to me? Why me? I began analyzing what every traumatic, depressing moment in my life was there to teach me. I now realize my purpose is to share my testimonies and experiences to help others through theirs. Today, I want to share my story on depression and how to overcome it. And I want to apologize in advance if I get a little emotional because I'm only human, you guys. And I've been trying to record this for a while now. I mean, I've tried various times, then I stop because I get emotional, but... I promise myself, even if I get emotional, we're going to push through. So (laughs) thank you for being patient with me. And I love (laughs) y'all. Well, I started feeling depressed at a young age. My dad went to prison when I was just a toddler. And for most of my life, my mom suffered from depression and she had a lot of health issues. I worried a lot about her when I was in school. Fast forward to when I was in seventh grade, we moved in with my aunt and she was diagnosed with cancer. I went from watching her run multiple businesses, doing her squats every morning, dancing salsa, to being put on bed rest. I was only 14 when she was diagnosed, and it went on for months until I witnessed her pass away. It's something that still lives with me today, and I don't think I'll ever truly get over it. In her honor, I got my first tattoo at a young age. May she rest in peace. That same year, I reunited with my best friend, Ja'Kayla, after not seeing her for over a year. I was going to class one day when I heard her voice say, Shakira, I'll never forget how we ran up to each other. She jumped in my arms. I walked her to class, looked at her schedule. I'm not going to spare any further details out of respect for her and her family, but I will say, may she rest in peace as well. She's forever in my heart, my true, genuine best friend, and I know her soul is resting. Now, as an adult certified in mental health and specializing in suicidology, I realized that therapy would have been so helpful for me after experiencing such losses. When I studied for my AAS suicidology exam, I learned how depression can be caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain, a traumatic event, or it can be inherited biologically. I did not treat my depression until after graduating high school coped with it the best way I could, whether it was listening to music, getting dolled up, singing, dancing with friends, hanging with friends, or journaling, even smoking. A few months after graduating high school, I finally went to see a psychiatrist who diagnosed me with major depression. As an individual, I do consider myself very intelligent, and I mean this in the humblest way possible. I was a member of AVID, National Honor Society, and I had various AP classes to the point where I didn't have to take math during my senior year of high school. I was even blessed with the opportunity to visit a few universities and dreamt of attending one. I'll never forget Miss Sessions when we were at Texas State University. She was by my side the whole time, allowing me to visualize myself there. Shakira, I can see you here. And I remember I had actually wrote a story, not a story, but a paper on what made me who I am. And when she read it, she was just like, Shakira, I need you to leave to a university 
please, Shakira, leave. And I was just so naive at the time. Should have listened to her, but everything happens for a reason. And I'm grateful for how everything ended up happening, in all honesty. Honest tea. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> now, where were we? <laughs> now, since my mom wasn't healthy, she wanted me to stay. And I did. As much as I genuinely wanted to leave, I still stayed, you guys. Even if I wanted to leave, I stayed. So I had a new plan. It was to rent a townhome, take care of my mom, go to Wharton Junior College, then transfer to U of H. Everything was fine until a few days before move-in day, a family member faced an unforeseen circumstance and needed my support. So I'm thinking, absolutely, no problem. Double-checked with my mom. Her response? <laughs> Appalling, you guys, to say the least. And I love her. I will always love her, no matter what she does, what she says. what she. No matter what, I love her. Because the thing about me is I understand everyone. And I don't mean that, like, arrogantly, but I feel like everybody's how they are for a reason. And that's just life, you know? And it's up to us to decide, are we going to stay the same way? Are we going to keep on passing those down generations or not? But yeah, her response left me shook, to say the least. She gave me an ultimatum. I had to choose between two family members. Coming from a mother who loved to rescue animals, help around the house, help those in need when she could. She would always take people into her home. This broke my heart. I couldn't recognize her. I was only 19. I look at my mom, I tell her, look, I stayed in state for us. I got this home for us. This is our home. And you know, you're more than welcome here. But me, my heart cannot close the doors like that on anyone and much less family. She was livid. It was like seeing a toddler not get what they want. She started calling the family, the friends, crying, you guys. I mean, crying hysterically, telling them that I had kicked her out. I was so baffled. Like, what? I kicked you out? Aiden. Oh, excuse me. I, you mean to tell me I missed out on all these opportunities. Grew up fast as heck. And this how you gonna do me? All right, mama. All right, mama. <laughs> Y'all, she framed me literally as the bad guy. This broke my heart. I felt so empty, like a part of me was missing. Before this happened, my mom encouraged me, pushed me to be the best. When I called her one day from school, because <laughs> they put me in AP English my senior year. I'm not trying to take AP English my senior year. Talking about reading a whole book in a week and giving... No! I had a job my senior year. I had a job. Scratch that. I had a job since my freshman year. So why would I want to be in such a hard class? Yes, I was in other AP classes and I made it through while working, while going to school. But this teacher, oh my gosh, she was making us right. She was treating us like we were in college. I see what you're trying to do. Don't get me wrong. Trying to prepare us, you know. But girl, I ain't got time for that, literally. <laughs> so I asked, I went to the counselor. They were like, look, you're 18 already. You could literally um, switch out your classes, but call your mom first. I called my mom. I put her on speaker. 
She didn't curse the hell out of me. She said, you're not getting out of no AP classes, yada, yada, yada. And then when I hung up, the lady looked at me. She's like, wait, I forgot. When you're 18, I believe you can actually, you know, just get out of those classes yourself. But let me double check. She went and double checked and she was right. So, ha ha. My mom still doesn't know that. But yeah, I got out of that class early. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. But yeah, guys, before this happened, she would encourage me. She would motivate me despite her own depression or health conditions. Was she happy all the time? No. Did she motivate me all the time? No. But she did. And I'm grateful for that. But now she was not talking to me. She left. She cut off all communication with me, guys. I was crying every day for months because it's one thing to lose one parent. But I basically had lost two parents at that time. Like, what is going on? What is in the air? I was crying at home, at work, in the car. So embarrassing. So cringe. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And I say that from my point of view. Guys, it is not embarrassing or cringe to feel bad. It's just when you're the one feeling it, it feels that way. But there's always people there that are ready to help you. And I tell you that by experience. People that are willing to give you a shoulder to lean on. But since I was crying so much, I decided, let me go see a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist I saw, she worked on a sliding scale and I paid nothing, nada. She diagnosed me with major depression and anxiety. I didn't see her for long, though, because the medication and care that I received was not the best. <laughs> not the best. I want to say, was this Alexa? I don't remember. It was a freaking medication, y'all. I took it. I was going crazy at work, y'all. Not literally, but like, kind of. <laughs> like, I was so mad. Like, just mad. Like, guys, I was sad all the time because I was depressed. But mad? Y'all was pissed at work. I'll never forget. This girl asked me to change her screen protector. <laughs> I was working at AT&T. And I looked at her. I looked at the screen protector. I looked at my coworker and I just ran to the back. And I was like, <sighs> and my friend's like, what's wrong? I said, girl, I don't know what this medication is doing to me. I'm so mad over that. Like, and I can laugh at it now, but guys, that shit was sad. Excuse my language. That was freaking sad. I was so sad. I know. And I remember calling her. I was like, this is making me crazy. This is making me crazy. This is making me mad. I don't want to feel like this. I'm not taking this no more. And she screamed at me on the phone, guys. Don't take care from just anyone. Please be patient. Read reviews. Try out different people until you find that person that works for you, that you can truly, you know, connect with, that understands you. She was just like trying to shove it down my throat. Like, ma'am back up no i'm not gonna force i don't like being forced to do things so you keep telling me to do it and do the complete opposite <laughs> and that's exactly what i did i flushed that medication down the toilet i do not recommend this to anyone but i'm just telling you my experience now she did diagnose me with major depression and anxiety i decided you know what we're not a good fit for each other so i broke up with her i stopped going <laughs> And I started doing personal development. Five years ago, I discovered Lisa Nichols. She was a guest on CTE Talks Live. 
She spoke about rescuing yourself, overcoming fear, and finding success by serving others. That video right there transformed my life and motivated me to move out of state. Whew. I moved to Louisiana, you guys, and I found myself. I found myself, and I finally experienced life, and aside from that, a spiritual awakening. I'll forever be grateful to her. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have the courage to share my story if it wasn't for her. Thank you, Lisa. I'm going to explain the steps I took to overcome depression. Number one, I decided it's time to put myself first if I want to better serve others. One thing that she said in her, in her YouTube video when she was a guest on that show, she said, you see, the problem is the door was designed for you to go through it. You're trying to bring your cousin, your sister, your mommy, everybody and their mama through that door. When that door was designed just for you, you guys, we have to be selfish sometimes. And that's just called loving yourself. And I know it's hard to hear that when you've cared for others most of your life, when you've been a people pleaser most of your life. It actually sounds kind of messed up, right? Like... I remember my best friend, he was a guy, and I remember when I watched Lisa Nichols' video and I explained to him this concept, he was like, I could never do that. I could never leave my people. And I understood where he was coming from, but I did not agree because at the end of the day, someone in the family has to be selfish for the rest of the family. Otherwise, it's going to be the same thing generation through generation through generation. That doesn't mean forget about your people. That means, hey... Give, give me some time. Let me love on myself. Let me build on myself. Let me be the best person that I could be so that I could come back and better serve you and others. Sometimes, you guys, and not even sometimes, all the times, put yourself first. Put yourself first. Number two, relationship with God. Oh, this is a big one. This is a big one. When I started to tap into God, I would start like little bit. Okay, let me give you all some background. My mom, she grew up in a Catholic school. And yeah, she was very, very strict. Very, very strict. But she was also lenient with certain things. I can't really explain it. She was like a yin-yang as a mom, to be honest. Because she would be lenient with stuff. But she would be very strict with some stuff. And long story short, she would always pray. She knew every prayer in the world. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, my mom, yeah, she was. She loved God. But she would also have some practices that, in my opinion, did not align with God. I love you, mama. But no. <laughs> and, yeah. I feel like if we would have had a strong foundation in God and only in God growing up, life could have been and would have been so much, so much different. But you guys, make sure to establish a relationship with God. My mom, you know, she taught me a lot. I know a lot of prayers thanks to her. You know, she would always tell me, read Psalms, full of love, full of peace. Teaches you to love yourself, love God, love others. There's a lot of healing. So thank you for that.
but I think it was like 2017 where I really sat down, opened my Bible, opened a journal and would try to understand what was what was this Bible telling me and I would go to church with some of my friends. Thankfully, you know, God always showed up in my life through friends like even if my mom wasn't going to church like my friends would always show up. It would be uh, literally it would be so random. Like I would get a random friend and they would invite me to church and we would become church buddies for a bit. And outside of that, we would have a good friendship. And I still talk to some of those people today and super grateful for them because I would see God through them. I would be like, wow, she's so peaceful. She's so happy. She's so nice. And it was inspiring. It's like a lighthouse. But yeah, once I started you know, really opening my Bible, trying to understand what it's saying and trying to take what it means to me. I found myself just constantly coming back and wanting to learn more. And I'm not here to say, oh, I was reading the Bible every day. No, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was not reading the Bible every day, but I would tap into God. What I was doing every day was praying. I think prayer is so important, you guys, like so important. When I started praying every day, I just felt like I nothing could nothing could stop me, like nothing could stop me. I always pray in the morning and then in the afternoon as well. If I can, I'll pray at night. But yeah, prayer definitely strengthened my faith. And I'm sorry if y'all heard the ambulance in the back. I live near a fire station so sorry about that kind of threw me off track a bit so sorry but yeah guys when I would pray and when I still pray and I'll read my devotional or I'll read a bible verse and it's just refreshing it kind of just grounds me and it reminds me that I'm not alone that everything is working out for me not to me not to me. And there's been a lot of situations in life, and I will be sharing those with you throughout my podcast, where it couldn't have been nobody else but God. Nobody else. I've had $17,000 hospital bills completely covered by the state of Texas, all thanks to God. I've had charges, and I don't mean misdemeanors, you guys, charges that were expunged just randomly expunged mind y'all I was caught with other friends and they still had to go to court still had probation and they were atheists all of them one thing about me is God is love that's all I believe I do not judge I do not care what you do with your life. That's your life. Today, you could make a mistake. Tomorrow, I'm going to make a mistake. Like, nobody's better than nobody. But I must just say this. I was the only one who believed in God, and I was the only one that got out of there with my hands clean. So all glory to the Most High. Number three. And before I go to number three, God is... Whatever God means to you. Some people say that God is within them. That's fine. Some people say that God is 
God, you know, Christianity. Some people say they worship Buddha or practice, um, you know, Buddhist beliefs. Some people are Islamic or Muslim. My brother is actually Muslim. And yeah, whatever you practice, that is, that is your decision. And on top of that, at the end of the day, there's a lot of similarities between every religion. And there's a lot of differences. So, zoo you. <laughs> Number three, personal development. Watching inspiring YouTubers like Lisa Nichols, Gala Darling, Mel Robbins, Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, Motiversity. And I don't mean YouTubers, but, you know, successful people on YouTube. The greatest thing about today is that we have technology, you guys. So, you're either taking advantage of it or it's taking advantage of you while you're scrolling all day when you could be listening to something that'll make you feel better, that'll get you moving, get you to do the stuff that you've been procrastinating for so long. Number four, healthy habits. Woohoo! Yoga. Yoga. Oh my God, you guys. Yoga. Oh, changed my life. Changed my life. I leave so light from a yoga studio every freaking time my mind is clear i feel centered i feel aligned and i feel present i'm not in my head i'm not worried about the future or the past another one is meditation does the same thing for me five minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes start small build it up you guys the amount of benefits that it has is magnificent when i tell you that it will literally send relaxation signals to your body it massages your organs there's so many benefits linked with meditation reading starting with five minutes a day ten minutes a day moving it up to 10 pages a day slowly but surely that'll build your mind muscle and one book that i really 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 recommend is the untethered soul that book (laughs) when i started my journey you guys yes that was the book that is still the book and last but not least shout out to lisa nichols for this method journaling she recommends a three subject notebook and i practiced this and it was amazing in each chapter or section rather you're going to put proud on the first one forgiveness on the second one and grateful on the third one and every day you're gonna write what you're proud of yourself first what you're proud of yourself first and it doesn't matter if it's one thing two things three things i just need you to be proud of yourself for something because there's something you have to be proud of yourself for whether you got up this morning you brushed your teeth you forgave somebody you went to the gym no matter how little or big it is make sure to find something that you are proud of yourself for secondly forgiveness this could be yourself Forgiving yourself for settling for situations that you knew you were better than. Forgiving others for hurting you. Because you know what? Forgiveness is not about the other person. If somebody has hurt you, guess what? They're living their life. They're probably out having dinner, not worried a cent about you. And you're holding on to that resentment. You know what that's the equivalent of? That's the equivalent of drinking your own poison, of just self-sabotage forgive those people if you trust in the universe and buddha and god 
whoever, whatever you believe in. Trust that they will take care of it. And when you start trusting that, when you stop fighting yourself, because, oh, I used to be a fighter, you know? (laughs) I used to be a fighter. But when you stop fighting, guys, I'm going to tell you, whoever you worship, in my personal experience, my God, yeah. He doesn't play about his kids. He does not play about his kids. Y'all, after practicing this for four months, I experienced a spiritual awakening. I felt like I woke up from an unconscious nightmare. It was like the only way that I can explain it. I felt like I was just on autopilot for so long, just recycling the same thoughts, recycling the same habits, recycling the same feelings for so long. And then finally I like broke out of it and I was where I was at, doing what I was doing, not worried about the past, not worried about the future, just accepting everything for what it was and for how it's going and trusting. And I cannot explain how light I felt after that. And I wanna close by saying this, Although I faced these circumstances, I kept a resilient attitude. After going through death and rebirth many times, I began to understand that God, the universe, or whoever you believe in, always has our back. Don't lose hope, no matter what. Once you decide not to play with yourself anymore and stick to it, everything will begin to fall into place. Lisa says something like, the problem is you're trying to fit everyone through the door when it was assigned just for you. Make sure you make it through that door, and then you can come back for those you love. If they truly love you, they will understand, and they will support you. You don't have to have it all figured out. You'll realize that the rest unfolds by taking just one step with faith. You are never alone. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful or inspiring, make sure to send it to your loved ones. You never know what someone may be going through. And happy World Mental Health Day. Mwah.